matter to be of importance. Hi folks, and welcome to another episode of An Other Way. I'm your host, KJ Bell. I always feel very NPR saying it that way. But not like one of the popular NPR shows, like one of the ones that's on at midnight, where it's just me alone in a studio, just talking to maybe two or three people who may or may not be really paying attention. It might just be on in the background. And we talk about things like wine and other... I don't know where I'm going with this. <laughs> I gotta be honest with y'all, I'm having a... Um, having a hard time these days. Um, I don't know how many of you out there deal with depression, but... Uh, it's, uh, it can be rough. It can be rough. Um, I real I realized yesterday that I'm in one of my dips. I don't know what to call them. Sometimes I call them a depressive spell. Sometimes I call them a depressive spiral. I don't know. They happen every couple of months and it just sucks. Because sometimes I'm the last one to know. <laughs> it's like, oh, why do I feel like crap? Oh, I slept 16 hours yesterday. Oh, Okay, maybe uh, maybe it's yeah. Oh yes, it is about two months. Okay, it's time. So it's 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 tricky to feel competent doing something like this when I'm in one of these spells, because my brain just keeps telling me that uh, I have no business trying to tell other people things that can help them because I obviously can't help myself. That's what my brain keeps telling me. And um, when I'm in the middle of this, my brain is not my friend. <laughs> and I think that's something that people who have never dealt with depression don't understand is that I, I can't help this. I can't wake up on the right side of the bed when I'm in this sort of a situation. And all I can do is kind of make my way through the day and try to try to um, keep going. So that's why I'm podcasting, because it helps keep me going. And it's it's kind of apropos because, you know, my brain keeps telling me that I don't matter when I'm in these spells. And, uh, like I said, it's not my friend at these times, but it, it does, it, <sighs> you are not your thoughts. And I have to keep reminding myself about that. And I've heard that from a multitude of sources, uh, RuPaul being one of them, several books I've read being another, um, you are not your thoughts. And when I get into these spirals where my thoughts kind of turn against me and the inner voices get really loud, the negative ones, and tell me that nothing I, d I do matters. I have to kind of really go back to the idea of continuing to keep my practices up and those pillars that I talked about and um, just being kind to myself is a big part of it. But we're going to talk about mattering today, because uh, 
we all matter. And there's so much talk about it these days with uh, with Black Lives Matter and All Lives Matter and that whole conflict. And I talked about that last episode and how I think that that is a tricky conflict and how All Lives Matter is not what we should be going for, even though they do. So that's the focus of today. I was in the shower one day, a couple months ago, and uh, like many times when I'm in the shower, I had a, I had a lovely, lovely uh, idea, and it was it became yeah. <laughs> That idea became the entire basis for the podcast today. And I was trying to reconcile the idea of everybody matters with the idea that what other people say doesn't matter. And how you can dismiss the negative things that other people say. And this is when it hit me. We all, when we're born, we all matter. We start off with this baseline and we all matter. And at some point, we decide that we don't, many of us. I would argue most of us decide at some point that we don't matter. And uh, that can come from a multitude of sources. You know, that can come from um, parents. Parents are a big source of it. That can come from teachers. It can come from friends. It can just come from society. You know, being one of the, uh, one of God's chosen people. And by that, I mean a member of the LGBTQ community. Um, we're told that we don't matter by society from a young age. And uh, actually, I think that is one of the things that is at the root of my own dealings with depression. But that's that's another episode, I think. But anyway, so we decide that we don't matter. And when this happens one of two things occur. We have a reaction that is that goes one of two ways. We either turn that externally and we look and we make other people and we say that they, we look at other people out there and we say that they don't matter in order to build ourselves up. And that's basically everything that I was talking about last episode. We see those people that are different than us and we go, they don't matter. And that in an attempt, you know, to make ourselves feel like we we are the ones who matter. And so we become people who comment on social media anonymously. Or not anonymously. We become people who tweet about how overrated other people are to make ourselves feel better. We become people who seek power over other people to make ourselves feel like we matter. Um... And that is super dangerous. That external view of people not mattering. But I would argue that even more dangerous to the self and to your creativity and to your art. Well, okay. The external one is, is incredibly dangerous for society. But for the self, I would argue that the other way is more damaging. And I'm not talking about the other way that is the source of the podcast, because that's a good way to go. I'm talking about when we turn internally rather than externally. When we decide that we don't matter and we turn that idea internal and we, um, what's the word I want? 
we absorb that idea into our very core because that causes you know emotional trauma and mental trauma and can even manifest physically when we decide that we don't matter and we turn that internally that's when um, we give up on our dreams and trying to create that's when we that that inner voice gets really really loud and we just it leads into i'm not good enough to do any of this and that is where our art dies. And that's where I was for a long, long time and where I still slip into on, on days like this, when I've got my, um, when I'm in my spiral, um, it's very easy to go to. And I find that this happens a lot with uh, people who are, especially in some form of minority, and it, it, that creates a unique situation because it's an internal focus on this lack of mattering, this lack of feeling like we matter, but it turns external as well. And it all just comes down to um, recognizing this behavior in ourselves. And like, like I was talking about earlier a little bit, is it's recognizing what your brain and what your mind offer up because you are not that those thoughts that just happen are not you if i had five dollars for every time i had a thought that i was disgusted by or even like whoa where'd that come from i um i could be doing this podcast from my own private island <laughs> in the in the middle of the caribbean it sounds lovely probably still be depressed but you know <laughs> anyway um where was i going with this We have to recognize that behavior in ourselves and that internal, right, the internal uh, and external combination thing. So like I was saying, with a, with a lot of people who find themselves to be in the minority in some way, whether that's uh, ethnically or socially, that can manifest as an own internal self-prejudice. You know, I have it happen with uh, my own internalized homophobia a lot. Um, you know, I'll see, I'll see another uh, gay person and I'll be like, wow, they are super gay. And that is, it's, it's homophobic and it's really shocking the times that it comes up. And it's just that simple idea of, I decided, I was told by society when I was young that I didn't matter because of this specific part of me. So I now see other people that are the same as me as not mattering. It's a bit of a, uh, it's, it's really screwy on the mind people. It's really, it's a, it's an emotional trauma. Like I said, that sort of stuff. Um, I read this or heard this somewhere. It leaves an emotional scar on the soul. And I wish I could give credit where credit is due, but I seriously cannot remember where I got that. Um, I know I didn't come up with it. Like I said in the very first episode, I steal a lot of this stuff. Uh, and I'll tell you another story. I saw a post on a, uh, a Facebook group once where this lady was talking about how she was at some sort of doctor's office and she saw these, the, it was, she's a white lady, and she saw these two little black girls, like 
I think she said they were about five or six, and she found herself reaching for her purse to guard it and was disgusted by that action because that was just the initial thought that her brain offered up. And she was disgusted at the racist behavior that she had just um, shown. And yeah, that's yeah, that's not the right thing to do. But I would argue, and this is where people start to lose their minds, I would argue that the lady is not racist because she was disgusted by the thought. Like I have said a couple of times, the thoughts that your brain offers up are not you. You are not your thoughts. It's what you do with those thoughts that determines if you're, that determines who slash what you are. You know, if she had gone a different direction with that same thought and acted on it and not been disgusted by it, yes, she would be racist. But just the brain offering that sort of stuff up is not inherently, does not inherently make you prejudiced in whatever way. I think that we all have those sort of thoughts. And I think we're told that we shouldn't have those sort of thoughts because, again, they're not right. But again... It's what we do with the thoughts. It's acting upon those thoughts that determines the course of things. I sometimes think that if we lived in a world where none of us had an internal monologue, it would be a much more honest world. If we literally said everything that came to our minds, I think that we could... Um, I think that we'd be better in a lot of ways because we wouldn't internalize a lot of this stuff. And I could be wrong. It could be another uh, shit show. But I don't think so. If we had always had that sort of a society, and I, I know I'm purely waxing poetic here because there's no possible way that it could happen. But when I say that, I, I said this to, I think it was my aunt, that I think it would be better sometimes if we just had no internal monologue. And she was like, oh my God, that would be horrible. But we've been conditioned to think that it would be horrible if we said everything that's on our minds. I don't know. Now I'm, now I'm beginning to think about this completely differently with some of the latest reading I've been doing about the separation of yourself from your thoughts. I don't know. We'll put a pin in that. But back to the idea of mattering. So when we recognize those thoughts and those behaviors in ourselves, we can begin to sort of identify whether we are more prone to turning our decision that we don't matter externally or internally. And more likely than not, there's going to be some sort of combination of the two. It's not going to be like purely internally focused or purely ex externally focused. Like I said, with the internalized homophobia, that is, that has internal focus on it and its root, but it manifests externally, if that makes any sense. It's all about recognizing those behaviors and kind of determining where we are. And I don't say that we should do that to judge ourselves, to be like, oh my gosh, I've decided I don't matter. And I turned that internally and I'm a bad person because of that, because that just perpetuates the cycle. I always put it this way with my um, music students. You have to recognize your own tendencies because you can't go somewhere without knowing where you are. 
And the kind of dark uh, analogy I use is that if the mafia drops you off in the middle of the desert, but you have no idea where you are, it's harder to get back to civilization. If they drop you in the middle of the desert, but you've been there before, then you can begin to make your way back a lot easier. So, a little dark, but you know, it fits. <laughs> I think we're going to take a little break, and then we're going to come back and talk about what to do when we recognize that behavior in ourselves. Yeah, let's do that. So this podcast is brought to you by Great Grand Projects, a creative collective of artists, on the web at greatgrandprojects.com. The podcast is also brought to you by Horizon Creative Studio, which is the home of Another Way. And I finally got the website up. It's still sort of a work in progress, but it's there and you can go and check it out at horizoncreativestudio.com. You can find links to find out more about me, more about my teaching philosophy for both music and this sort of creative coaching. And you can find out more about um, the other way philosophy. I think that's all we have to say. So horizoncreativestudio.com. So back to the idea of mattering. And I, I forgot to mention something at the beginning, because one of the arguments that um, comes up naturally when you, when you present this idea of everybody matters, the person that I always go to is as, when I argue with myself about this sort of stuff, because I do, I try to poke holes in my own theories, like you should if you're trying to present a theory with a sound argument. The argument that immediately came up when I had this idea in my shower was, well, what about people like Hitler? And I know some of you might be thinking, whoa, that escalated quickly. But I mean, you look at people like Hitler who have done horrible, awful things in society. And you say, how can you possibly argue that that person matters? And here's how I can argue that. Hitler decided he did not matter. Hitler was one of those people who decided on a fundamental, most likely unconscious level, because that's where most of this stuff happens. We don't consciously say, oh, I don't matter. I mean, some of us do. But for the most part, this behavior is totally at a subconscious level, unconscious level, whatever is psychologically proper. I don't know. I'm, I'm not a scientist. Um, but Hitler decided he did not matter. And, th and then he turned that external and said, okay, if I don't matter, these people don't matter. And by these people, I of course mean Jewish people and communists and homosexuals and transgender uh, people and every other person who was annihilated in the Holocaust. So that's what I'm talking about when I say that the external has incredibly damaging focuses on incredibly dam damaging consequences there's my english uh for society so there's my argument for everybody matters not everybody does eventually but that's because they made that decision and you could argue with me and say that i suppose that some people don't have a choice in the deciding that they don't matter yeah i guess so 
I guess depending on whatever trauma you've gone through as a child or uh, as, as an adult even, you can decide this when you're an adult, but you can make your way back. And that's what we're going to talk about right now. So, like I said, it's not... We should try to recognize the behavior in ourselves and what how we've decided that we don't matter. Do we go internal and turn that energy on ourselves and seek to destroy ourselves? Because that's what we're kind of trying to do. If we decide that we don't matter, why should we be here? So we try to destroy ourselves in some manner, whether it's, you know, through um, eating ourselves to death. Totally. Most people don't consciously decide to do that or whether it's, um, going as far as to actually commit suicide or do we take that energy and turn it outward and become completely prejudiced against a certain body of people you know people this is the root of things like racism and i'm not saying that racism isn't taught because it totally is but the very first instance of racism however many thousands of years ago this is the root of it I'm telling you, I am convinced of that because somebody decided that they didn't matter. So they looked at this person that was different and said, well, those people don't matter. I am better than them. This is the, this is the root of it. And I don't think this even needs, I don't think this concept needs words. I think this could have happened, you know, back in the days when we were Cro-Magnons and Neanderthals running around. I think it goes that deep. I really, really do. Um, so we want to recognize the behavior and then begin to, for lack of a better word, combat the behavior. It's like I said, we have to know where we are to know where we want to go next. And this becomes a constant practice, but like anything else, it does get easier over time. If you think about walking, you watch a baby that can't walk yet. They have to put all of their concentration and they have to fall over a thousand times and they're super shaky. But now, I mean, you were, I assume you were a baby like that at some point, unless you're Benjamin, Benjamining, buttoning it. That's not proper. Benjamin buttoning it. I don't know. You know what I mean. <laughs> we were all that baby at one time that couldn't walk. And now walking is a pretty much automatic process. But we still have to concentrate on it. Concentrate. Ah. <laughs> we still have to concentrate on it sometimes. Oh boy. <laughs> we still have to concentrate on walking sometimes. Like if you think about, uh, if you haven't ever walked over a mountain stream, I feel sorry for you. But at times when you're hiking or you know in a precarious situation where you have to think about your balance. You have to think about what your legs are doing. And you normally don't have to do that just walking down the street. It's the same way for combating this process of deciding that we don't matter. You have to... Um, grr. I should edit this. I'm not going to edit this, but I'm telling you I should, I've thought about it so that maybe I can make myself feel better. So... I think the entire point of this is to recognize how we have decided that we don't matter and try to make ourselves back, back, try to make our way back 
to a place where we feel like we matter and what we do matters as artists and as people just in general. And really, I think that comes down to the voices in your head. And it comes down to making that tiny little voice of your inner artist child a little bit louder and trying to quiet down that inner critic that is screaming in my head right now because I'm in that depression spiral and not doing this podcast perfectly like that critic feels I should. Because perfection is a myth. But it doesn't want you to believe that. It wants to continue the cycle of deciding that you don't matter. And this really is like breathing. You know, I, I've said it's like breathing and it's like walking because they're both really, by this point in your life, hopefully, an unconscious process until you begin to think about it. And that's when you can begin to change it. If you think about your breath, see, you weren't thinking about it before, but just me saying that makes you kind of think about what it's doing. And that inherently changes the breath. So if you begin to think about this process and this idea of I do matter and what I say does matter and what I do as an artist, what I do as a human being on this planet does matter. What that person over there does matters. We all matter. If we try to, if we can try to get to that, we'll all be living better lives. God, if we could get to that place, it would just be beautiful. Sorry, tearing up a little bit just at the thought of it, but it, I, I don't know. I think it's like utopia. I don't, I don't know if it can actually happen, but we can try, we can try for it. And it starts with you. In the words of RuPaul, if you can't love yourself, how in the hell are you going to love any, anybody else, somebody else? That's the proper word. I hate getting things like that wrong because I've heard it a thousand times and I love it. But if you decide that you don't matter, how are you going to think that anybody else matters? If you don't think that you matter, how are you going to think that anything else matters? So think about it. Notice yourself. Be kind to yourself. Because you do matter. I think you matter. And don't let anybody tell you that you don't. Because you do. We all do. And be on the lookout. Be on the lookout for any time that you say that somebody doesn't matter. Because that's way more about you than it is about them. And see if you can break down that process and see if you can recognize where that's coming from. Because that's your first step. And I'm not saying that this is ever going to be an easy thing to do. It's not. And you're going to have, I mean, you're going to have days where it's super easy and you're like, yes, I matter. And this is not an arrogant thought, people. This is another problem with society. We tend to think that if we say that we matter and what we're doing is important, that can come off as arrogance. And I mean, it depends on how you go about saying it, sure. But having that confidence in knowing that you matter is so important 
So recognize, recognize this. Recognize yourself. Get to know yourself. I know it's ter I know it's terrifying. Just a little bit each day. It's like any other form of practice. I'm not expecting you to be a master at it tomorrow. I'm not ever expecting you to be a master at it. I'm certainly not. But in the you know year and a half I've been doing this sort of work, I have such a it, it's made a huge difference. I just feel lighter, which comes in handy on these these weeks where I'm depressed because I feel heavy. But doing this work that I've done with myself to get to a place where I feel like I do matter more, it makes these these hard days easier. It makes me feel like it's it's not as hopeless as my brain wants me to think it is. So I guess uh <laughs> I guess that's it. It's not it. There's a uh song that I'm going to encourage you to go listen to and it's written by one of my favorite artists the wonderful Sarah Bareilles. And I'll include it in whatever description of this uh, of this episode I, I put up. It's from her musical Waitress, and it's called You Matter to Me. And in the chorus, she says, You matter to me, simple and plain and not much to ask from somebody. You matter to me. I promise you do. You matter too. I promise you do. You see, you matter to me. And every single one of you listening to this out there, you do matter to me. All those of you who feel other and feel different and feel like you don't matter because of that, I'm here to tell you, you do matter. And it's those very things that make you matter in this world. So, you can follow me on Twitter <laughs> at that KJ Bell. And if you do, I, I, I don't know, just tweet me and let me know you're there. And I'll let you know that you matter. I'll do my best. <laughs> so, at KJ Bell on Twitter, horizoncreativestudio.com, greatgrandprojects.com. You can find me on all of those things, and I'll find you. It's okay to be an artist. It is okay to create. It is okay to be exactly as you are right now. It is okay. You are okay. And I am okay.
I'll see you next week.